Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Well, we're in 1 John chapter 5, and tonight we're going to look at verses 6 to 12. Now, just let me do a little setup for this, because it's, you, you could just read this and go on through it, but it has so much richness in it. Last week, we concluded with the understanding that who wins this battle against the world? Remember, that's what John said. And he said, only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, that's a great understanding. The word testimony in these verses that we're going to look at tonight occurs seven times. And John is here to tell these people and to tell us the testimony is this. Jesus is the Son of God. Now remember, John is trying to put to death a teaching that was going around called Gnosticism. The physical is bad, the spiritual is good, but here's the understanding of that if it would happen. Physical is bad, so therefore Jesus couldn't be God because that would be bad. So what they tried to say, he was born a man, at baptism he became the son of God, and then before he died he became man again. Isn't it amazing how crazy people get? And then the truth is that God is fully man and fully God. And so we are called to live a life of certainty. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now that makes a big difference because in the other religions, they will all, most of them will tell you they believe in Jesus. They, they believe he was a good man, but they don't believe he's the Son of God. And that's where they go off track. So this concept, this understanding, this truth becomes paramount for us because Jesus is the Son of God. He's not just another man. He's not just a good teacher. He's not just a good person. He's the Son of God. And so you need to know who Jesus is. In fact, Jesus made sure he clarified this with his disciples. Matthew chapter 6, verse 13. They come to the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he says, who do people say I am? Who do people say the Son of Man is? And well, they said, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some say you're Jeremiah, some of the other prophets, they're all over the place. Some say you're this, some say you're this. And he looks at them and says, okay, who do you say I am? Who, who are you saying? And Simon Peter answered, notice the answer, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. He knew who Jesus was. And he says, Simon, you've nailed it. You've got it right. My Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You didn't learn this from a human being. This is who I am. And so beginning there, all the way up through history, that's the constant battle. That's the constant conflict. Who is Jesus? And the answer is simple. He's the Son of God. Other religions won't buy into that, but that's who we believe that he is. So let's look how John tries to teach this concept to these people against that religion that he's fighting against. And so we begin with the testimony that revealed Jesus as God's Son. Remember the word testimony is paramount in these verses. It's the testimony that revealed Jesus as God's Son. Look at verses 6, 7, and 8. Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by His baptism in water, by the shedding of His blood on the cross, 
not by water only, but by water and blood. And the Spirit, who is truth, confirms it with His testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, the blood, and all three of these agree. Now, that's very important to understand, and it's there in your notes. I'm not going to read all of it, the Deuteronomy passage, but God gave the children of Israel a very simple thing that even is still true today. He says, if you're going to convict somebody of a crime, if you're going to have a testimony that's going to hold up, it's not just one person. It has to be witnessed by two, preferably three. And so, John says, look, it's the water. Now, we know that Jesus was baptized by John. Not this John writing this, John the Baptist. So in John chapter 1, verse 29, John, John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming towards him and he said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, a man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptized in the, with water so that he might re be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven, resting on him. I didn't know he, he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. John the Baptist baptized him in water. He says, I can, I'm an eyewitness. I saw this. I know this. I can prove this. I heard this. And so the writer John says, look, the water gives that testimony, but also the, the blood as well. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Everyone is sin. All fall for, short of God's glorious standard. We all do, don't we? None of us measure up to the bar that has been set. We all fall short of that. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, well, that's a great word, undeserved, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. His dying on a cross is proof that he was the Son of God. God says it. He said, look, everyone sinned. There's no forgiveness of sin without this blood being shed. He did that. And then he mentions the Spirit. And so when John baptizes Jesus, he says, I saw the Holy Spirit descend on him like a dove. There's another testimony. John 15, 26, Jesus said, I'm going to send you an advocate, the Spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father. He will testify about me. And so all three of these testify that Jesus is the Son of God. And so when these people are being taught a doctrine that calls that into question, John's saying, I've got proof. You've got proof. It's not just my word against theirs. John baptized him in water. It proved he was the Son of God. John said it himself. I didn't recognize it until that happened. The Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. 
He died on a cross as the Son of God because only as the perfect sacrifice could His blood be shed for our sins. Not just another man, a perfect sinless sacrifice. And all three testify He is the Son of God. The reality of God's testimony. The reality of this. Verses 9 and 10 tell us, here's the reality. Here's what you also need to know. John goes on. He says, here's the ones that testify. Notes verse 9. Since we believe human testimony, we can surely believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about His Son. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about His Son. Now, throughout the lifetime of Jesus in Scriptures, we are given three distinct times when God speaks from heaven declaring, this is my Son. Now, you would think that would be enough, wouldn't it? One of those times, Mark chapter 1, verse 9, on the day Jesus returned from Nazareth in Galilee and John baptized him in the Jordan River, as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved Son, and you bring me great joy. And all who believe that Jesus is the Son of God believe that the Bible is true, and if you don't, then God's a liar. Because God Himself declared. The other time was on the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember, He spoke down from heaven. This is my Son, I'm well pleased. The other time was shortly before, around His entry into Jerusalem in His last week there. God says, it's my Son. This is who it is. Now, you would think that we, us wise people, intelligent people, would believe that, right? Oh, yeah, got it. But here's what I know about every one of us in the room. There have been times that we have questioned, are you really who you say you are? Even John the Baptist Remember, he's in prison. He calls his followers together and he says, look, would some of you go ask him, are you really the one? This is the guy that heard the voice. This is the guy that saw the Spirit. This is the guy that said, yes, he's the one. And yet there's still some questions. So you and I have to come to this place in our lives where we're willing to say, With no hesitation, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that's what provides salvation. When I believe that and accept His work for me, that's salvation. People will question it. People will question you. People will say, well, are you sure? How did that happen? We have God's Word that tells us this is how it is and this is what you need to believe. It's backed up, testified about by others. 
that should leave no uncertainty in your life. Jesus Christ is who he says he is and is who God says he is the Father. This is who he is. And so John's telling these people, look, there's people coming in trying to tell you he's not that and he's not that and you can believe this and you can do this and you can act like that. Because if he's not the son of God, I pretty much got a blank check to do whatever I want to do, right? If he's not the son of God, what hope do I have? But because he is the son of God, you and I have hope. You and I have salvation. You and I have strength and power because of what Jesus Christ has done. So, John includes this little section, the result of believing in the Son of God. Here's what happens when we believe this. Verse 11, And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life And this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. I've told you before, but let me just remind you again. When we see that life thing, it, it has a dual meaning that you and I have to accept. One is we immediately go, yeah, I know, I got eternal life. I got life after I die. I got life down the road. I got life in heaven. When this earth is over, I have life. I get to live forever with God. That's living. But don't miss the fact that you also have life now. That living for God is the greatest life you can live, is the greatest way that you can function on this planet And when you have God in your life, when you have Christ in your life, you will choose to live like him and to follow him. Now, what gets in the way is all of our flesh. We all have certain things we want. We all have certain things. And what do we do? Well, I think God said this, and I think God believes this, and I think God will understand. I think, no, 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 no. God says, look, here's the life I'm offering to you, and it's life. On the contrary, he says, if you don't have me, you're dead. Not just death in the future, a death that is a horrible existence is kind of death. But you're not really living here today. There is no life without Jesus Christ. Plain and simple. Bible teaches it, declares it over and over again. And why, why does Jesus give his life? Because he is the Son of God. That's who he is. John chapter 17, Jesus begins his great prayer. It's a great chapter. It's several chapters, but it's right here where we have a little, get to look over his shoulders. He talks to the Father. He says, after saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and he said, Father, the hour has come Glorify your Son so that He can give glory back to you. For you've given Him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given to Him. And this is the way to have eternal life. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. 
I brought glory to you on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. Jesus knew who he was. He knew he was God's son. You say, oh, pastor, is it really that important? Oh, you bet it is. It's the foundation of our faith. Without it, we don't have it. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We will stand and declare that until our last dying breath. The people around the world won't believe it. The other religions of the world, no, he's not really that. He's a good person. Yes, he existed, he was, but he's not God. Yes, he is. He is the Son of God. And if I don't have him, I don't have life. I don't have life on my own. Without him, yes, I'm alive on this planet, but I don't have life. My life is going to end up being a mess. I'm going to end up making horrible choices. I'm going to end up going in a direction I shouldn't be going in. I'm going to end up making problems for myself and for people. But when I believe that Jesus is who he says he is, who God says he is, who the Holy Spirit says he is, I have life, eternal life, forever. John 3.16, for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Notice, God didn't send his son into the world to judge the world, but to save the world through him. This is real love. This is what God is. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him. Because anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. The judgment that takes place at the end where all of creation will be judged is about do you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and did you live your life in accordance with what you said you believe? First John chapter four, verse nine. We looked at this previously, but fits in here again. He showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. And this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Great news. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Well, how can you prove that? God's Word says it. Well, how do we know? The testimony of those around Jesus prove He was who He declared He was. So, I believe it was C.S. Lewis said, you've got one of three choices when it comes to Jesus. One, He's a liar. He's not who He says He was. He's just lied to everybody. Two, he's a lunatic. He's a crazy man. He put himself as somebody that he could never be. Or three, he's the Lord. There's no other choices. So the choice is all ours. Who are we going to believe? And John writes to these people and says, here's the testimony that's coming about. Here, here's what's in front of you. These men are saying this. They're saying that Jesus wasn't this. They're saying this is the way it works. I'm here to tell you the testimony bears it out. 
that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Peter declared it. God spoke it. The Holy Spirit confirmed it. His death on the cross and resurrection shows us. His baptism is the example for us. So, you and I begin to have life because we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And here we are, living the greatest life possible, doing everything we can to help others know who Jesus is. A lot of people have their own definition. But the Bible says this is who He is. Believe it and live it. Great advice, isn't it? Just a great understanding that you and I should be confident in. So where are you at with that? Are are you absolutely certain? Yes, I know this is true. And then is your life living that proof that's there? Let's pray. Lord, tonight we thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness to us for all that you've done for us. Lord, thank you once again for reminding us who you really are. It's just a concept that is so hard for us to wrap our minds around. But Lord, we choose to believe this by faith. And it's not just a blind faith. It is a faith that is rooted in Scripture, and it is a faith that has been testified by others. And so we join them in declaring, Jesus, you are the Son of God, and I put my faith and my trust in you because of who you are, and I choose to live my life with you as the Lord of my life in every area of my life so that I can truly live now and forever. And so, Lord, as we go from this place this evening, Help us to go with that confidence, with that assurance, and that determination to live a life where Jesus Christ is the Lord and give you glory and honor in all that we do and say. In thy name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.